Hey guys, this is Sarah from Engage Church, and thanks for listening to our podcast today. Subscribe to our podcast channel in iTunes so you'll get sermons as we upload them. We would love for you to leave comments and like our podcasts in iTunes as well. If you have any more questions or want more info about Engage Church, check out our website at engagechurchduluth.com. Enjoy. When things don't go my way, as a follower of Jesus Christ, I need to react like Jesus. And that's the spirit shaping me. I'm not supposed to act like everybody else. And a Jesus-centered reaction when things don't go our way sets us up for this incredible opportunity to bear witness of who Jesus Christ is, not just to our culture, but to our spouse, our children, our roommates, our, our coworkers, and, and strangers. And in Matthew chapter 26, if you've got your Bibles this morning, I encourage you to open them. If you've got your phone, uh, whatever you want to look up scripture on, I encourage you to go there this morning. Matthew chapter 26, we get this incredible view of how Jesus reacts when things don't go his way. And this is just one of many cases of uh, a, gr- a great view of how Jesus reacts when things don't go his way. But in Matthew 26, starting in verse 6, Jesus is attending a banquet that is actually being held in his honor. All right, this banquet is in his honor. It's, it's all for Jesus in this moment. It's, a, it's being held in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper. And we don't know a lot about Simon. Um, the, several other gospels kind of give us a, a little bit better window into this picture. Uh, but it's believed that Jesus has healed Simon of his leprosy because if Simon actually had leprosy, this would be a party that nobody would be at except for maybe Jesus, okay? So it's, it's very possible that Simon has been healed by Jesus. Other um, gospel accounts tell us that Lazarus is there. Lazarus, this is the resurrected Lazarus. This is not, oh, I'm going to die in a few weeks, Lazarus. This is Lazarus being resurrected Lazarus. Uh, Martha is there serving. Mary is there too. The disciples are there. Probably Jesus' family is there. This is a banquet held in his honor. It's really fancy back there where you guys are normally at for service. There's a big banquet going on there. This would have been a banquet in Jesus' Jesus honor. And scripture gives us the picture that, that uh, if we could go to that scripture slide there of Matthew, that, that Jesus is relaxing at the table. Uh, Jesus is relaxing at the table. The crowds at this moment are not crushing in on him. When you see throughout scripture, Jesus is surrounded by this crowd. They're just crushing in on him. In this moment, scripture tells us that, that Jesus is relaxed. He's relaxed. He's reclining at the table. He is safe for the most part. Uh, if you'll remember, after Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, the, the, the religious leaders of the day are like, this guy's got to die. We don't care what we have to do, who we have to pay, how we have to cheat, steal, whatever we have to do, Jesus has to die. Uh, and so this is that time. So everywhere Jesus goes, his life is in threat. But here, Jesus is reclined. He's enjoying uh, the, 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 the atmosphere. He's safe. He's surrounded by friends. And then as he sits down to a meal, and you got to remember, Jesus wasn't getting like three hot meals a day, right? He wasn't enjoying Chick-fil-A and McDonald's and, and Clyde Ironworks whenever he had the opportunity. Uh, he barely got food, right? And so here's this opportunity for Jesus to be relaxed, to be safe, to eat. And so he's got this meal in front of him. He's probably taking a few bites. And then suddenly oil starts pouring over his head. And Matthew 26, verse 7, got it up on the screen for you there. It says, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. All right, stop right there. Switch places with Jesus. How do you react? 
How do you react? That meal, first couple bites, so good, warm, safe, comfortable, relaxed, oil. You're going to lose your cool, right? If YouTube's right, you blow it, okay? You're going to blow your cool, and you're going to get angry. And we would react probably the same way that all the disciples and everyone in the room reacts. In, in verse 8, it says that they were indignant. That means they got angry. So everybody in the room gets angry because things aren't going their way. This wasn't part of the plan. This wasn't part of the deal. Things are not going right, and so everybody loses it. Everybody in the room gets angry except for Jesus, right? Oh, it's Jesus, right? But Jesus doesn't get angry. Matthew 26, verse 10, got it on the screen for you? It says, aware of this, Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? She's done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Everybody in the room is losing it. Everybody's blowing their gasket. Jesus is aware of this. He sees it. He hears it. But he also knows the heart. And so he recognizes what's going on. And Jesus sets an example that he hopes everyone in the room will follow, but he also really hopes that we will follow. And Jesus is calm. Everybody else in the room is angry. How is Jesus? Jesus is calm. He, he waits patiently for her to finish anointing him. He doesn't throw his food and blow a gasket and start yelling and screaming, kicking her, Peter, where are you? Get your sword. Let's get to business here. He doesn't do that. He doesn't blow his cool. He, he is accepting and he's, he's tolerant. He welcomes her. He, he, he welcomes her action. And if you notice his response, he, he, he loves and adores her for her act. He loves what, what she is doing. He understands what she is doing. He, he sees that her intentions are good. He knows what the desire of her heart is. And so he responds accordingly. He, he rewards her. And what an incredible reward, right? He says this will be recorded and shared over and over again in memory, not just of Jesus. It's going to be shared about Jesus, but this is for her. We will remember her. Jesus says this is going to be a remembrance of, of her. So Jesus sets this model for everyone in the room to see and follow. And the model leads us to James chapter 1, verse 19. And got it on the screen for you there. James chapter 1, verse 19 says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Jesus sets this model in Matthew 26. The room is full of friends and disciples and family. Jesus sets this model then that the author of James, James chapter 1 verse 19, is able to reflect back to us. And here's the interesting part about James. James is the brother of Jesus Christ. James is Jesus' younger brother. And you know what? James didn't believe in Jesus Christ. James grew up with Jesus, and so every time Jesus is like, I'm the son of God, James is like, no, Joseph's your dad, right? No, Mary's your mom. You're not the son of God. You gave me a wedgie when I was four, right? James is like, I don't believe this guy. I can't, I, I know him. He's not the son of God. He didn't, he's my brother. And so James really struggled to believe in Jesus Christ, but James follows Jesus. James watches Jesus. 
James sees Jesus in Matthew 26 and respond that way when things didn't go his way. James sees Jesus arrested and, and falsely accused, and his trial is a joke, and James watches how Jesus responds. James sees Jesus crucified to the cross, and instead of calling down fire and angels and let's just wipe this out and start over again, James sees Jesus say, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. James sees all of this, and you know what? It, it, it changes him. James is a witness to how his brothers respond, how his brother responds when things don't go his way, and James is changed forever. James believes in Jesus Christ. James, in fact, becomes one of the first pastors of the church. James becomes the, the pastor to the disciples. James becomes the pastor of the church where Jesus' mom, Mary, attends, and other great first Christians attend. James is their pastor. James is, has 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 so in love with Jesus and so dedicated to the faith that James is martyred for his faith. They stab him with a sword and they throw him off the highest point of the temple. So James goes from not believing in Jesus to so believing in Jesus and so following him that he's willing to die for him and dies for him. All because he watches Jesus Christ. It changed his heart. It changed his heart. How Jesus responded when things didn't go his way changed James's heart. And in James 1.19, he says, my brothers, be quick to listen. Think about James as he's writing this. Oh, if only I would have listened to Jesus sooner, right? If only I would have listened to him a little bit more closely. My brothers, be slow to speak. All those times I interrupted Jesus when he was talking, all those times I yelled at him, told him to knock this Messiah stuff off. Be slow to anger. Oh, the anger and bitterness I carried around all those years watching him. And now I'm able to say, my brothers, be quick to listen, be slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And then verse 20, James chapter 1, verse 20, he says, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. James has watched his brother Jesus, and he, he now knows how to respond when things don't go his way. When, when things don't go as, as he wanted them to. He now knows how to respond. And he also knows that anger does not produce or reflect Christ. Anger is not the characteristic of Jesus Christ. And it's not a character that he wants in us. God's desire for us is not to get angry when things don't go our way. So let's go back to the picture of Joran's spill. What would have happened here? How could I have filtered this, this, this witness of Jesus through this experience? What would have happened if instead of blowing my gasket, if, if, if I would have been calm? What would have happened if I would have just said, ah, Joran, it's okay, it's okay. What if I would have been accepting of that and just said, ah, oh, this is an accident, Joran, it's no big deal, no one's life is in danger, it's okay. What if I would have loved and adored him? Joran, you're only four. I, I, I totally understand. You didn't do this on purpose. What if I would have rewarded him? No, not giving him a, a two liter of grape juice without a lid, but rewarded him as far as just saying, hey, buddy, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help you clean this up. Let's clean this up together. Right? Well, how, how would that have been different? 
the, the, the evening would have been different. Uh, instead of being in a, in a rage, uh, it could have been a teaching moment for my four-year-old as well as my other two little sponges, Joby and Jonas. So back to where we started. How do we react when things don't go your way? How do you react when things don't go your way? Honestly, followers of Jesus, how do we react when things don't go our way? Can we say we're quick to listen? Can we say we're, we're slow to speak? Can we say we're, we're slow to angry? Slow to become angry? What, what would it look like for us to handle things that don't go our way with a Christ-like attitude? And again, not just in the public or, or corporate setting, but, but especially in the, the private setting. What would it look like for us to handle things this way? What would it look like for us to be quick to listen? Uh, we see things on social media. We, we hear things from our, our, our spouse or our kids or our roommates or our boyfriend, girlfriend, or, or, our neighbor. What would happen if we just listened and, and observed? What, what would happen if we listened with an ear that was trying to hear the motive, trying to hear the intent? You know, so many times I see something posted on Facebook or social media, and the intent is to make me angry. The intent is, is, is to get me angry to say something stupid, right? What would happen if we, we listened and discovered that intent? What would happen if we were slow to speak? Oh, man, when so often I know when I'm mad and angry, uh, I, I'm getting ready to say what I want to say while the other person is talking. I know you guys never do this, um, but that person's talking, and, and all I'm thinking about is what I'm going to say next instead of what they're actually saying. And when they're done saying, I'm, I've already started talking, right? Uh, what would happen if we were, were, were slow to speak? making sure they were done and maybe even taking a few breaths before we, we started our, our response. Oh, what kind of example could we set if we were slow to become angry instead of just losing our cool? What if we remembered Jesus Christ? Maybe just sear that image into your memory of a lady pouring oil on Jesus' head, right? And him not losing it. Uh, memorize some scripture. Call on his name, I, Man, it's a promise of God. Call on his name. Jesus, help me not to blow my top right now. Call on his name. We're, you know, talk about it amongst your family or with your, your, your wife or your girlfriend. Figure this out. Put a plan together. We're, we're trying, trying. It's not quite working the very best, but we're trying at home when things are upset and, and we're starting to lose our cool that we all just walk away. Now, it's important that you set a time to come back because you've got to resolve it. So, all right, everybody, 10-minute break. You guys all scatter out. We're going to come back in 10 minutes and fix this. Work on this, all right? Put a, put a plan together. How, what would it look like for us to become slow to anger? Followers of Jesus, we have this incredible opportunity. This is such a huge opportunity, especially in our very slow to listen, quick to speak, quick to anger culture. We have such an opportunity to reflect Jesus Christ in this. To reflect Jesus Christ. Uh, imagine after your boss just blows up in your face, he's spitting all over you and just yelling in your face, and you just handle it calmly. Imagine your other coworkers. How did you do that? How did you not haul off and sock that guy? Uh, you know, you're, you're out at the restaurant and the kids are just losing it, and you keep your cool and are able to manage the situation. Imagine with the other folks there. How, how did you do that? How did that happen? It's a great opportunity to witness 
the love and grace and patience of Jesus Christ. I've got a, a little gift for you today. I've got some friends that are going to help me. Uh, they're going to hand out this card here. I think they're going to be coming along the sides, handing this card out. I've got a picture of it for you on the screen here. But uh, just a little memory card. It says, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I encourage you this week to put this in your pocket. Um, if you're like me and your pockets get sweaty, don't put it in your pocket, but maybe put it on your mirror. Uh, maybe take a picture of it and make it the screensaver on your phone. Um, you know, staple it to your forehead. I don't know, whatever it takes, right? This is important. We, as followers of Jesus Christ, need to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. What would it look like in your family if you memorized this? What would it look like for you and your newlywed spouse if you guys memorized this and made this a a big rock in your marriage that we're going to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry? How would this change your life? More important, how would it help you reflect Jesus Christ to our culture today? I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so glad you're a part of Engage. Continue to just impact Duluth with the the, the power and presence of of God, and you guys are doing awesome things. Uh, Love your pastor and your staff here and your team here. Uh, So thank you for all that you're doing. Thanks for having me today. I want to pray with you, and I think that will wrap up our our service today. Uh, So continue to enjoy the the festivities of the weekend. And uh, my hope is that if things don't go your way this week, that you can be quick to listen slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So let me pray with you. God, I thank you that uh, you love us the way that you do. I thank you the way that you see our brokenness, you see our, our, uh, our frustration and anger, and you set your son Jesus to come to earth, not to judge us and condemn us and, and, and put his thumb into our backs, but just to be an example for us to follow. A loving, grace-filled, calm, patient, enduring, persevering example for us to follow. Lord, our culture right now is very angry. We're very quick to respond. We're very quick to get anger. We're very quick to, to, to hurt each other with our words and our actions. Lord, help us as followers of of your son to, to set a good example. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would convict us of this. As you've been convicting me, I, I struggle with this. So Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to open our eyes to those moments, those opportunities where we can be quick to listen, slow to speak, and, and slow to become angry. Father, I thank you for Engaged Church, and I pray you just continue to bless them as they um, impact this city with the, the love of Jesus Christ. I pray that you'd give them opportunities even this weekend to reflect the grace that they've received in your son, Jesus. Lord, we pray for the hearts that are wrestling with anger, that they would find healing and restoration. I pray for those hearts of, of maybe uh, those who've been affected uh, by the, the, the angry people in their lives, that there would be healing and, and peace, uh, that the, the sins of the Father could be broken and, and a, new, a new generation could be born. Lord, we love you and are just so thankful for you this morning. It's your awesome name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Give you peace for today as you enjoy uh, the rest of the, the time together. Glad you're here. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to add us to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Engage Duluth on Facebook and on the web at EngageChurchDuluth.com. See ya.